Hi, and welcome to Tea and Strumpets, a Regency Romance Review. I'm Zoe, and I'm here today for my Andy with kind of like a history fact. So actually, I was inspired to do this earlier than I was planning because one of our patrons suggested their book as a member of the aristocracy. They get to pick a book to be on the podcast. And then after they had already submitted the book they wanted, they wrote back to us and said, wait a minute, I just realized that the book I chose was a Victorian, not a Regency. Is that okay? And of course it's okay. Um, (laughs) We call ourselves a Regency Romance Review, and that's kind of because Regency Romance is maybe the best term for the type of romance we like to read because there really isn't a blanket term for Georgian, Regency, and Victorian romance. It's like European-based romance with kind of a generally pre-understood set of rules. Um, You get a little bit of variation between Georgian and Victorian and Regency, though. And so I wanted to talk today about what makes a Georgian or a Victorian or a Regency. Now, when I started researching this, I had so many different ideas and ways that I could take this, but what I've decided to do here today is to keep it really simple because there's so many interesting angles of like what makes Victorian or what makes Georgian or what makes Regency, all of the really cool different fashion things or the just idiosyncrasies of mannerisms and, you know, societal things that are really interesting but could all be episodes of their own. So today I'm just going to focus on a really general overview. What is Georgian? What is Regency? And what is Victorian as it relates to our romance reading? I got my information today from a few different sources, and I will cite all of those in the show notes. But to be very simple, the macro overview is that the Georgian era was from 1714 to 1837. The Regency era was kind of right at the end of the Georgian era from 1811 to 1820, and the Victorian era was 1837 to 1901. I'm going to talk a little bit more about each of those. So the Georgian era was a period in British history named after the kings George I, George II, George III, and George IV. And so the Georgian era is often extended to include the relatively short reign of William IV, which ended with his death in 1837. So um, that's kind of why you have this overlap. The Regency, that is that middle period, is defined by the Regency of George IV as the Prince of Wales during the illness of his father, George III. So basically, the prince was ruling England while his father was too ill. So it kind of gave us this little overlap. Anyhow, um, just a real quick mention about the Georgian era. So the social life of people before the Georgian era was pretty deplorable, but during this time, efforts were made to improve it. But there was a lot to do. So that's why when we read these Georgian novels, we're going to see a little bit maybe grittier, grimier um, London or it's the surrounding areas that we're reading about. We've got a lot of issues with drugs and liquor and crime. In fact, there weren't really even prisons 
laws or regulations to publish criminals. So you had public executions and flogging and deportations to America were kind of the punishments that were given. And of course, then some of the criminals, like highwaymen, enjoyed the status of celebrities and songs were composed to celebrate their heroism. And we do see that in our books, even in one of our regencies. Again, the regency is kind of like in the middle of the Georgians, so don't forget that. Um, we've got the Ballad of Colin Eversee from Penny Royal Green. Um, and, you know, any of the books that we've read about highwaymen, too, often that highwayman has like a, a major legend surrounding them, and people kind of live in awe and fear. We also, of course, have wigs in the Georgian period, but wigs kind of get phased out in the Regency because what happened was there is something called the Duty on Hair Powder Act of 1795, which taxed hair powder to fund the Napoleonic Wars and that just basically made wigs and hair pieces extinct pretty quickly. So let's talk about the Regency now, which began on the 5th of February, 1811, and ended on the 29th of January, 1820. Um, Even though the Regency era as such is, it's perceived to be this big thing. When Kelsey and I started this podcast, we thought we read Regency romances. We didn't even think, you know, any of the Victorian or Georgian romances were anything but Regency romances. So there's kind of this real fantasy around the Regency, and it's just such a short little nine years. Um, So, of course, this era ended with the ascension of Queen Victoria in 1837. So in the Regency, what we're going to see is some little things like stays instead of corsets. So corsets come later in the Victorian era. I already talked about wigs being abandoned. So the Regency was noted for its elegance and achievements in fine arts and architecture, but at the same time, there was also this need for social and political and economic change. And the country was enveloped in the Napoleonic Wars throughout this time, so there was just a lot going on and maybe not good leadership happening throughout it. In fact, the Regency is probably not nearly as interesting as the Victorian era, which comes right after. Now, in the Victorian era, everything gets a little more buttoned up and prudish, although not in our books, because uh, that's just the way that Queen Victoria was. I'm not going to get into Queen Victoria today. But we have so many inventions coming in during the Victorian era. It's just a real time of industry and creation. And that just like opens up so many great plots for our books, in my opinion, because there's so many different things coming onto the market and just into the public knowledge. So in the Victorian era, we've got photographic cameras being invented, the flushing toilet, vulcanized rubber. And then at the later end, we have the light bulb and the telephone. Now in our little trailer for tea and strumpets, we say post wigs, but pre-telephone. And it's a great little slogan, but we actually do read books with wigs. And I don't think we've actually read one with a telephone yet, but maybe we will. You never know. Don't want to count it out. Good books are good books. As long as there's people falling in love and a happily ever after at the end, I'll give it a go. So the Victorian era, though, was a time of great possibility and improvement, although Victorian society valued a high standard of personal conduct, which reflected across all sections of society. And the emphasis on morality gave impetus to social reform, but it also placed restrictions on the liberty of certain groups. We're seeing a lot of that push and pull and uh, some tightening that maybe didn't really help everybody out. 
So that's kind of the overview. The three periods, the Georgian, the Regency, and the Victorian are periods of time, and those are the periods of books that we like to read. So in the Georgian, you're going to have some wigs. I think that's how I generally know, oh yeah, it's Georgian. In the Victorian, someone might ride a train. And the Regency is kind of somewhere in between. There's no wigs, but there's lots of uh, fun and possibility, and you might hear about the Napoleonic War. So Let's talk quickly about some books we've read that fall into these categories. So if you're looking for a book that might be a Regency, then think like Tessa Dare. Um, For example, her Girl Meets Duke series, and I think most of her series are Regencies. You know, Julia Quinn's Bridgertons uh, is also a Regency. And although it is not very clearly stated, Julianne Long's Penny Royal Green, I believe, is also a Regency. Everything I read is says Regency, and uh, I don't remember a single wig. And then if you are looking for some wigs in your life uh, and some Georgian romance, then I would point you towards Scarlett Peckham's Charlotte Street series. We actually did The Earl I Ruined back in episode, I think, 22 on the podcast. And then, of course, Elizabeth Hoyt's Maiden Lane. Um, If you've been reading along with us, you'll know that in these Maiden Lane books, we have a lot of crime. We've got these vigilantes. We've got gin. We've got opium. There's definitely um, a, a seedier, darker side that we're seeing, and she's really taking advantage of the narrative that she can weave with kind of the juxtaposition between the real poverty and the real wealth. And then, of course, if you're looking for Victorian romance, then Kerrigan Burns' Victorian Rebels series will certainly fit the bill. Um, Lisa Kleypas' Ravenels, and I looked up, Wallflowers technically are a Victorian, although I thought they were Regency. So Google tells me it's a Victorian. So hey, there you go. But um, also Amanda Quick has some really fun Victorians as well. And I can't be done without recommending Courtney Milan's Brothers Sinister series. There you've got some science happening, advances in science and a woman uh, doing some science too. Um, There's suffrage. Uh, The suffrage movement is in the fourth book. So there's just like a lot going on in the world. Um, And especially the Victorian period is long. So there are a lot of events and inventions that happen during that period that make for really great pieces of storylines. So I hope that gives you guys a little bit of an overview. And I just want to say again, we're going to read all of that. What comes after the Victorian period is technically the Edwardian period. And there you are going to have a telephone. You're going to have lots more traveling abilities. Um, You know, there's been more infrastructure built for travel. You've got bigger, faster, everything, trains, ships, uh, cars are happening. Um, And that's also called La Belle Epoque, which uh, epoch, I have no idea. Epic, it's French. I, I don't know why I thought I could try to say that right here, right now for the first time out of my mouth. Um, But anyhow, you've got that. um, And it's also called the Gilded Age, uh, especially in the US. So you've been probably seeing some a lot more Gilded Age novels coming out from Joanna Shoup and Maya Rodale are some of the ones that come to mind immediately. So who's to say we won't get into those on the pod one day, but we're, we're pretty 
stuck over in Europe. I gotta say, I mean, I, you know, I, sometimes I, uh, I feel uh, bad about that, but I just really love that little bit of fantasy, especially just as a kind of wanderlust type. Um, I just love reading about far off places, daring sword fights, magic spells and princes in disguise. Uh, no, anyhow, uh, if you know what that quote is from, let me know. But I think I'm going to wrap it up here. I hope that gave you guys an overview. Georgian, Regency, Victorian, which one's your favorite to read? Do you have a favorite? I would love to hear it. Let us know. You can let us know through our social medias. Everywhere uh, on social, we are at T as in Tom, N as in Nancy Strumpets. And uh, you can also send us an email, romancepod at gmail.com, or check out our website, romancepod.com. And we also have a Patreon patreon.com slash T as in Tom and as in Nancy Strumpets, where you're going to get little extras, fun perks. And so we hope you'll check us out and consider joining. Anyhow, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Until then, may all your ever afters end happily. Happily.